0: on this edition
1: of the Iowa Business Report. There's leverage all around us, and leverage doesn't mean you give up control. Leverage means you may even have more control.
0: The skills needed to be a successful leader long-term are discussed in a new book. We'll have details. Marking two numbers, both around 100. And in our business profile, helping grow the future workforce. This is the Iowa Business Report for the first weekend of June, 2023. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. Scott Agnew teaches and coaches business leadership with a mission of helping make things better By sharing insights, knowledge, strategy, and behavior of the most effective business leaders. He is the author of Long-Term Leader, The Hidden Secrets of the Power of Soft Skills to Go from CEO to Successful Business Owner.
1: A series of being in the right place at the right time, being around the right people, having the, I don't know, ordainment of you know, just being blessed, growing up with great standards, integrity. I lost my father when I was at a very young age and I had a mother who never did anything but encourage me. She just knew I was a talented person, I guess, from when I was a little kid. And she treated me that way. She always uh, believed in me and she had very bad health. And she was a person that was a tremendous role model to me because she really never complained. She just put her head down and She did what she had to do to set the um, environment for me to have a successful life. She was incredible.
0: Realistically, if you want to fulfill your own dreams and your own potential, but if you also want to help lead others, you have to have a pretty good foundation about who you are at your core first, don't you?
1: Yes. And you know, everybody has their doubts about themselves. I mean, it's not unusual to doubt yourself or to second guess what you're doing. That's normal. I did that my whole life. I always felt and had a kind of a little bit of insecurity, you know, about trying to measure up and trying to, you know, be perfect and all these kinds of things. And, you know, that's why being in the game a long time is so fruitful because you reach a point in your life where you realize those things might have driven you but they don't sustain you and they don't fulfill you. So it's one thing to try to do your best, but it's another thing to beat the hell out of yourself if you fall short and quit or give up or get disillusioned. And then, you know, then you completely change careers or, you know, you've invested 15 years into an industry and all of a sudden now you go to a new industry and all your contacts and relationships go out the window because you've resigned, right? Really it's about seeking help and getting support when you hit your head on the ceiling in your world and in your business and in your life. I had a lot of help, <laughs> so, so I'm very grateful for that.
0: As people work their way through a career, we all at least tell ourselves we're so darn busy with the day-to-day. You know, I've got a to-do list over here and it just becomes checking off these boxes, getting rid of the to-do list. And then pretty soon you wake up 5, 10, 20 years later and you're still just doing a to-do list and you've really not made any great strides in personal advancement. Is that a common issue for people that they stay so focused on the day-to-day they lose sight of a broader goal?
1: Tasks have to get done. You know, things have to get done. When I meet with my CEOs, sometimes they'll get caught up in the weeds, right? Getting things done. And the question I always ask is, Who in your world could get that done for you much more efficiently, cost you a lot less of your time, which is more valuable than anything, and probably even do it better than you? And so the question isn't, what do I have to always get done? It's how can I get it done and who can help me? If you can learn, this is why leadership is so important, because when you can lead other people and show them a vision and attach their, I call them their unique abilities, right? To how that plays into you moving along in your objectives. You've heard the term 10X, 100X. That's where that comes from. 10Xing is scaling and scaling you normally have to do by being able to bring people in to do things that you aren't that great at, because as entrepreneurs, usually we think we can do everything. I've counseled thousands of people on this topic.
0: Well, no one can do it as well or better than I can. That's the mindset, right? And, and the problem is, while you may have a certain competency, if you just keep doing those sort of rote tasks without releasing them, You're making your room rather small, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I met with uh, one of my clients uh, yesterday. We've been working together for a while. So he, you know, he gets what we were working on. And to boil it down to one simple thing, I said, you know, we were just talking, and all of a sudden he just blurted out and he goes, you know, Scott, I discovered something. I'm only really good at a few things. I said, wow that's amazing, man. That's incredible that you've been able to identify that. He goes, yeah. And in the things I'm not good at anymore, I just seek help. I put it out there and I see who will show up or what system might show up for me or what software I might need, you know, whatever it is, there's leverage all around us. And leverage doesn't mean you give up control. Leverage means you may even have more control and you can go for a bigger outcome. The big debate is: Do you find leverage and then get a bigger vision, or do you start with a big vision and know that you need to help to get there? I'm of the school; you, it's the latter. You you have to start with really thinking big, and that, you know, that lends itself to a whole lot of issues that we have as human beings, right?
0: But so. that's that is the issue too, because if you think too broadly, too big, it's unattainable, and you set yourself up for failure. So it's a matter of accurately is it not? Figuring out what's attainable and what you need to get there. I'm not saying that you don't dream big, but I I see people start businesses and they go all out with a big fancy storefront and marketing materials, et cetera. And they're out in six months because they didn't quite have it sized
1: right. You can dream big, but you can grow smart, right? You can grow in a smart way. So you can have huge aspiration, but along the way, like one of the principles I teach people is lead with revenue. Don't lead with debt. Don't get yourself into bad levels of debt or, you know, leverage the farm on a pipe dream that hasn't even been proven yet. This is why franchising is popular because the models are proven. There's a lot of scams in the franchising business, so don't get me wrong. But there are some really good ones out there where people have been successful because they can adopt a system. And it's not about giving up like, oh, I want my own thing or I want control. But if you can sometimes put your ego aside and look at somebody else's system and say, gosh, that's a really good system in whatever business you're in and incorporate that and just sometimes the work has been done before you and it's not a bad idea to model those people who have already succeeded in front of you. You can have huge aspirations, but it really helps when you have Good business models to follow, right? Then it's just a question of your leadership, you know, how you can assemble the team. Can you put the right people in the right spots to implement the tasks that they need to implement?
0: Your book is entitled Long Term Leader. Your website is longtermleader.com. What is a long term leader as you define it?
1: I think a good way to start is to look at who we know out in the world, in the political world, even in the business world, who have been short term leaders. They haven't lasted. And when they don't last, what happens, right? They go into oblivion, their businesses fail, all kinds of bad stuff happens when they don't stay in the game long enough to get on the sweet side of a terrific team. So the long-term is the opposite of that. Long-term is saying, I'm gonna stick it out through the highs and lows. I'm not gonna panic and pull the chicken switch and quit just because things aren't going right. I'm gonna seek solutions and pivot as I need to go and deal with the emotionality of that, and know that you know it's a mind game, right? It's a mindset game. There are times when you can be overly stubborn, <laughs> and you could you could keep you know trying at something that isn't going to work. I've done that before. But uh, on the on the flip side of it, when you know something's right and you know it's going to work, you have a business or you have a service or you have something you know is going to make a difference. You do need to have a vision, but at some point you need to have the personal will to stick through it. well, Anthony Hopkins, I just saw an Instagram deal that came across my thing the other day. And Anthony Hopkins was asked, you know, at your age, he's like 88 years old or whatever he is. What one piece of advice would you give somebody? And he says, just keep going. Just keep going. And that was his advice. So, you know, there's a wise man, very intelligent human being. You know, it's like in a marriage, right? If you keep going, you can get on the sweet side of your marriage. You know, when you've got three kids running around and you have, you have two jobs and your credit card debt is higher than your income and you're going nuts, that's a pretty good time to say, you know, I want out of here. But when you get through that hurricane, and I call it a hurricane, and things settle down, then you can get on the sweet side of your marriage. And now you and your wife can hang out and be friends and have a good time. So that's why long term, I think, is important.
0: Scott Agnew, author of Long-Term Leader. More online at longtermleader.com. We connected via Zoom on Friday, March 10, 2023. Still to come, notes from our email. And later, we'll hear about a Cedar Rapids manufacturer looking to grow future employees. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Take your soybean acres to new heights with an Iowa Soybean Association Farmer Membership powered by the Soy Checkoff. Engage in farmer-focused research, programs, and timely information, enabling farmers and the industry to flourish. Activate or confirm your membership before August 31st for a chance to win one of many unique prizes, including a drone. Go to IASoybeans.com and use promo code DRONE2. The Iowa Soybean Association, driven to deliver for Iowa's 40,000 soybean farmers. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa. Educating, guiding, advising, and coaching Iowa businesses. Search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook and get more at AdvanceIowa.com. A few items now from our inbox. Earlier this year, we told you about a special initiative sponsored by the Cedar Rapids Metro Economic Alliance. It's called Buy319 and designed to encourage local businesses to increase patronage of other businesses in the 319 Area Code. It rolled out on March 19, or 319. Now comes word of measurable results. The Economic Alliance said last week that 110 business leaders in the Cedar Rapids metro area signed the pledge to expand their consideration of local businesses when buying goods and services, And that's in just the first two months of the effort alone. This is the first year of the initiative. And from Marshalltown comes word of the 100th anniversary of a local business. The Marshall Electric Company was licensed by the federal government to operate radio station KFJB on June 2, 1923. The centennial was marked by a series of special broadcasts and on-air recollections. The station is known nationally for originating the first, live from the field, play-by-play broadcast of high school football back in 1922 when it was still an experimental station. It also has the distinction of being the oldest radio station in Iowa to continuously broadcast with the same set of call letters, 100 years as of this week. Congratulations to Kyle Martin, Todd Steinkamp, and everyone at Trending Media on The Milestone. KFJB is where I got my start in radio as a high school student, and I'm pleased to say they were a charter affiliate of this radio program. Coming up, developing a future workforce at an even younger age. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. The open road stretching out its arms. Wind sailing through your hair. Feel the thrill in your very own little red Italian sports car. You know, the one that starts with an F.
1: Wow, that's a nice Fiat. Camp Courageous is raffling off a 2013 Fiat 500 of ours. Get your $25 raffle ticket at CampCourageous.org. All proceeds directly impact the mission of Camp Courageous. Get your raffle ticket now at CampCourageous.org.
0: Support for the Iowa Business Report comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more and review the latest quarterly member survey by going to iowabusinesscouncil.org. We were interested in a news release that reached us this past week. A Cedar Rapids company, New Leader Manufacturing, announced a partnership with the Iowa Department of Education and Grant Wood Area Education Agency to establish a Youth Registered Weld Apprenticeship Program. In this week's business profile, we introduce you to Miranda Hamas, Human Resources Manager of New Leader Manufacturing, who tells us about the company generally and how this new project came to be.
2: New Leader Manufacturing is a manufacturing company here in Cedar Rapids. We actually started way back in 1939. So we started as Highway Equipment Company. So that was our original name. And then in 2019, we decided to have a name change. I and mean, that's the only thing that changed was our name and logo. The owners remain the same. So the company manufactures two different types of products. So we have a New Leader Fertilizer Spreader Box, that's 90% of our business. So it's basically a big box that's going to go on the back of a tractor chassis to spread dry fertilizer in the fields. So we sell directly to the OEMs. So we work with John Deere, Case, Agco, RBR. So some of those major OEMs were selling direct to those dealerships. So that's 90% of what we do. 10% of our business is a highway product. So it's a salt and sand spreader box. So in this case, it's going to go in the back of a truck chassis. So a lot of that stuff is made here in Cedar Rapids, and then we'll send that to DOTs and municipalities in like New York in Massachusetts. So that's our product. We have about 175 employees that are working here. About 100 of them are on the shop floor making our product. But yeah, we're family owned business. So the current owners are a brother and sister and they've been running the company since the early 90s. So over 30 years here. So it's got that kind of small family feel, but that's really kind of the gist of who we are and, and what we do.
0: That's such an important thing to maintain, sort of a family feel and relationship with employees, while at the same time you're shipping these products all over the place.
2: Yeah, all over the United States, Canada, Brazil. It's awesome because our employees—they look at that unit and they know that that unit's going to go, you know, somewhere outside of Iowa, likely, and they made that. You know, that unit has their name on it. They put that hard work into that unit. John Deere, Agco, you know, we work with some major OEMs and that's something to just be really proud of that they're choosing us for their dry fertilizer application equipment. So they're pretty proud of, you know, what they make.
0: Obviously, getting and keeping employees is an important part of any manufacturing operation, any business these days. And you folks have announced that you're going to be working to try to, in essence, grow the next generation. Tell me about that.
2: We've uh, partnered with a few different organizations to get this youth apprenticeship program up and running. So it's very important to kind of get to the schools, you know, at that level to kind of start that basic understanding of what are the skilled trades, specifically welding. For us, it's very important that we have welders. A lot of what we do is manual welding that just takes different techniques, um, blueprint reading, things like that. And so it's very important if we can kind of develop individuals internally to grow them you know, as a welder and as a New Leader employee, that's where we find great benefit for that employee for development purposes and then for us as well. So what this youth apprenticeship program will allow us to do is to hire a student, a high school student, who is taking those welding classes through a Kirkwood Weld Academy course, then also coming to New Leader to get that hands-on experience. So they're working right alongside of our own welders Just learning from them and learning the techniques and kind of that that mentorship um, that's important to have on the job um, in order to kind of be set up for success. So that's, I think, a huge part of it. You know, we have a lot of current employees that are very skilled at what they do. Um, So this apprentice, you know, being able to work alongside of them and learn from them, I think will be crucial as part of their experience at our company and, you know, into the trades in, in their career.
0: It seems there's a big misconception about manufacturing and what the shop floor looks like? I mean, it's very different than it was 20 and 30 years ago. And do you find there's still a disconnect between the public knowledge of this and what it really is, even with something like welding, which
2: is so vital? I do think that there is a little bit of a disconnect, but I think it's getting better. You know, I started working here at New Leader six years ago and, you know, just the amount of organizations that have really tried to get just information about the skilled trades into schools, into elementaries. They've done a really good job. You know, Kirkwood Workplace Learning Connection does a lot of tours that they set up. So there's a lot of people that come through our facility to, you know, we open our doors okay, come for tours, you know, we'll go into classrooms. So we've gotten more involved with other community partnerships, whether it is through a school or an organization. So I think it's getting better. And I think that those relationships are important to have and to keep on going forward. So we can help that awareness of, you know, this isn't some dark and dingy shop place, you know, that you're in a hot area, you know, all day long, it's, here's this clean space, lots of clean air, you know, just working in a clean environment really is helpful. And that's why I think those tours help quite a bit in that aspect.
0: How did you learn about the opportunities available for hosting an apprentice? Uh, Because again, you said you've done these things and there were a lot of partners all working together on this, but how did that all come together? Who initiated this?
2: the governor's office had reached out to uh, Rocky Shepard, one of the owners here at New Leader and our governor is very you know passionate about education and schools and just kind of starting in that younger area to kind of set them up for success moving into a career and so we were kind of pinged by the governor's office through you know the owners of our organization of the importance of this and actually a couple of years ago I actually uh, implemented a Weld internship program but that was typically designed for college students. So it was typically a welder who was in their first year at Kirkwood, they would work here with our welders while they're taking Kirkwood classes, that was at a college level. So that was our weld internship. So when the governor came to us about this apprenticeship, I was like, we're basically already have this implemented, but it's at the college level. So now we're able to implement it at the high school level, which will be you know, even better at starting at an earlier stage, which I think will be beneficial for all parties involved.
0: Miranda Hammers, Human Resources Manager at New Leader Manufacturing, producing New Leader and Highway Spreaders, online at newleader.com. We spoke via Zoom on Thursday, June 1st, 2023. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to totallyiowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. That's where you'll find podcasts of full interviews with many of the folks you hear on this program. They're listed as IBR extras and IBR business profiles, and we're also found on all the major podcast distributors, 19 now in all. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa providing business solutions and support to small to medium-sized businesses. Let's work together. More at AdvanceIowa.com and search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week.